When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are gathered here today to remember the 2023-2024 Calgary Flames, who died the way they lived, mediocrely, following a putrid, pathetic, embarrassing effort in a 4-3 loss to the Chicago Blackhawks. Today we will laugh over technical errors, we will cry, we will yell, we will scream, but we will eulogize this Calgary Flames team as the season, the hopes, the dreams have come to an end. As Calgary's 2022-2023 season flames out. Welcome everyone to Game Over Calgary. A funeral for the 2023-2024 season. After one of the most embarrassing performances you will ever remember from this franchise um and there's been a lot of them but this was absolutely pathetic we will get into it we will get into what it all means there's no pros and cons on this one there is no celebrating moral victories there's no gosh golly gee this guy played really hard this is all about what was a complete failure the entire game from the flames i got some wax on the thing um just awful. Absolutely awful. Uh, while you're here, like the video, subscribe to the channel, just so we know we actually accomplished something today, because we all wasted our time watching this hockey game. That, what, there, there is, there is but one word to describe that. Pathetic. Um, just awful. From a, a team that was like talking about like, oh, well, you know, we're, we're, we're working our way back into these things, right? Like we're, we're, we're seeing if we can, can stick around and all of that. You got to show it, man. Like, I understand there are times where, like, uh, professional athletes are going to, to take teams lightly and all of that. Um, that, th this Flames team should not be taking anyone for granted, should not be taking any game for granted. This team has not earned the right to put out efforts like that. If Colorado or Tampa Bay or Vegas or even Toronto puts out an effort like that every now and then, it's going to happen. They're playing actual good games. But for a team that has to scratch and claw to lose to Philadelphia by one, this... That th this effort is not good enough. You you have not earned the right as a hockey team to put out efforts like that. And I don't want to hear a fucking thing about oh bad bounces and oh this or that. This team did not get unlucky. This team did not go get goalied. This team did not have a bad goalie performance. This team flat out fucking sucked against one of the worst rosters that has ever been iced in the National Hockey League. One of the worst teams in the league goes out there with nine starters missing and just beats you up. That was horrendous. And like, I, I just, I, 
I, I, I am at a loss for words, which makes doing a show like this a little bit difficult. Um, but that was dreadful. I, I can't believe, I, I was, by the end of the game, I was laughing. Um, by the end of the game, I, I was just like hysteric, not, not hysterically, but like when, when Chicago scored their four to two goal, actually laughed out loud, like, oh my God, they're actually going to blow this. They are actually going to do this. And that's when the, the thought for the funeral thing came in, which by the way, if you think this with the, the hat and, and suit looks ridiculous, what's even worse is I'm wearing sweatpants and slippers, uh, under this desk here. But for this Calgary Flames team, like they look the entire game. They look like they already had this in the bag. And again, what, ha what, what part of this season makes this team think that they have anything in the bag? What, what game this year can you point to and say, well, Calgary did this, so very clearly they, they are a team that, that can maybe take this game off? Haven't seen it. Haven't seen it once from this team. But yet... When they score to, um, the second goal that they score, they go up two to one. Manjapani doesn't even celebrate. They look like they were celebrating a 10-0 goal for Canada against Luxembourg in the World Hockey Championship. Not a 2-1 goal in a professional hockey game for a team that some crazy how is still fighting for their playoff lives at the halfway point of the season. Like, that again, I, I just, I keep coming back to, you aren't those guys. You, 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 and honestly, this team hasn't been those guys basically since 89. You have not been the team that is so much better than fucking anybody that you can take nights off like that. You match Chicago's effort tonight, you beat them five to two. Plain and simple. If you go out there and play just as hard as the other team did, you absolutely beat them into the ground. Instead, we get that, where you're constantly being out-hustled. That wasn't a bad break on the wall that bounced it in front. That was Sanford beating Dylan Dubé flat. That wasn't a bad bounce on a shot that goes off of uh, Nick Simone. That was a defenseman just standing there. That, that wasn't, oh man, what a weird ricochet. At least when Manjapani blanked it, uh, banked in and off of Murphy, at least Murphy was doing something. DeSimone was just standing there just waiting for something to happen because apparently this team, for the last 30 years, has just been like standing waiting for something to fall into their lap. That, that, that game perfectly summarizes everything that this team, quite frankly, has stood for for the last 30 years of just, well, we'll go out there and give the bare minimum and hopefully we squeak by, but maybe we won't. And sometimes we do and sometimes we don't. That is, that, that is perfectly Calgary Flames hockey, right? That, that is what this organization has been striving for, for what, like, I, I'm saying 30 years, it, like basically since 1989. It feels like that has been where this team has been going. Just get into the playoffs. Just squeak by. Just do enough to get in as the 6-7 seed and then see what happens. It is never figure out how to build a consistent winner. It is never figure out how to build a consistent contender. Heaven forbid. No, 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 no. It is just simply about maybe get in and maybe you don't. And tonight it was maybe you win, maybe you don't. And this team got the result they deserved. I, I watching and they, they were thinking of reviewing that 4-2 goal. And I was getting mad. I was like, don't bail them out like that. This team doesn't deserve to have that goal disallowed. Let them sit in that hole 
of four to two and try to work their way out. And then fucking Peter Mrazek lets in a dog shit goal and gives this team a, a little bit of life. But even then, they, they score the goal and Kadri just looks up to the, the, the thing and, and so does Zari right away. And I get you want to see like, how the fuck did that go in? But show some emotion. Show some like, all right, boys, let's get into this. And that's something that this team has been lacking for forever. And look, I love Michael Backlund. Um, I think like amazing dude. Um, I, I would like to think captain material or something like that, but he has been on this team for 2007, and there's been way too fucking much of this type of a thing, where th this team needed a spark. This team needed someone to be like, hey guys, perhaps for the uh, third and final period of this hockey game, while we are uh, trailing one of the worst teams ever assembled in the history of the National Hockey League, could we perhaps pull our heads out of our and maybe get this thing on track? Could we? Would that be all right? Do you mind if we actually went out there and gave a fuck for a second? No? Okay, well, pardon me then. There is, there, there is not one person to blame for this, although the, the chat, I would say rightly, is pointing a lot of fingers at Murray Edwards, but there, there isn't, uh, like I said, there isn't luck that you can place on this. There isn't, um... There, there, there isn't like, oh, a, a bad whatever. There isn't one thing. This is an entire organizational failure that perfectly summarizes the past now 20 years. Of, 2004 is 20 years ago this year. And that's the last time. And look, that team, that wasn't a string of dominance by that team. That was a team that, again, perfectly summarizes what the Flames are looking for. A team that squeaked into the playoffs and then the anything happened. The, they got a hot goalie and had the best skater in the world for three months. And it ended up getting them within, um, in, in some instances, uh, about that much uh, away from uh, a Stanley Cup final. But it, it's been like this for so long. And th these are the types of results that you get from those games. You know, like, look at what happened. Look what's going on in Edmonton right now, where they are a team that was getting pistol whipped at the beginning of the season, right? Coach gets fired, uh, which I'm not suggesting here, by the way. Um, that, that would be a bit of an overreaction. If Huska had been here for a little bit longer, that is absolutely the type of game that gets you fired. Um, but no, if, if that happens um, to, to a different coach, I, I think they, they, they get ushered out the door. But look what happened in Edmonton. Coach gets fired and the team is like, hey, you know what? This is enough. This is... This can't, this can't continue. This absolutely cannot continue. And yet, it did. Um, it did here anyway. Didn't in Edmonton. Um, sorry, I, the train's well off the tracks right now. Um, but th this was not a performance that anyone should have been surprised at. The entire world was calling this. And yet, the, the Flames go out and put up that performance. But the point I'm trying to make is you look at teams that are a little bit better, right? And again, just to reset the Oilers thing, they go down, they lose to San Jose, and Connor McDavid's banged up, but he's still trying to, to play it through. But at some point, they were like, this is ridiculous, enough is enough, let's drag ourselves out of this. And now they're back in a playoff spot with three to four games in hand on the Flames. That's never happened here. That There has never been a, you know what, guys, this is enough, we need to get this thing back on track. Let's do this. And a big run gets them to, to where they want to, to get to. And it's just, it is an entire pathetic performance from this entire 
organization today. Uh, thank you guys for being here. On an NFL Sunday, I was expecting there to be like my mom in the chat, and that's basically it. But instead, this was a um, you guys are you guys are having some fun in the chat, and I greatly appreciate it. So uh, thank you guys for for hanging out while you're here. Like the video, subscribe to the channel, and uh, if you missed any of this, check it out in podcast form a little bit later on um, on this one today. Um, so now the question is, what happens next? And the honest answer is probably nothing, right? Like maybe someone gets called up, maybe someone get, gets sent down, uh, maybe whatever, but th there isn't going to be a big trade because that, that, that's not how you should run an organization. And the flame showed uh, with the Zadorov thing, they are not going to um, overreact to things or react to things, I guess. They're going to try to stay the course, whatever that course may be, and we'll get to that in a second. Um, they, they are going to, to work their way through and that'll be that. Um, instead, I, or, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I, I don't know what, like, this one shows tonight that, or this afternoon, sorry, I even have the windows open so I don't make that mistake. I just get the natural sunlight in here, but it, still... Um, but this game showed today that this team, and look, we, we've been talking about it for a little bit. Um, this team is not good enough. Point blank period. This team isn't good enough to continue on in this direction, to, to make any kind of noise aside from maybe one year you get some good bounces and you can be the second wildcard team in the West. This is a team built on what this team has always been built on, mediocrity. And so... This is just like the, the giant red or white flag waving in the background. Like, hey, hey, stop this. It's over. This is done. You need to blow this shit up. But, and as, as Paul was asking, uh, Paul Singh in the chat asking, what does, um, well, what do you think of the Maloney interview? This team w is never going to just full on blow it up. And so, like th that, that interview, honestly really went the direction I thought it was going to go. He's not going to say, and look, like, they're in the midst of trade negotiations with all these teams. So you're not going to go out there and say, um, yeah, no, guys, listen, can we? Can I be frank with you guys for a sec? Um, we're fucked. We are, you would be, like, just like, you guys think it we're fucked just from looking outside. Behind the scenes, you would be amazed at how fucking fucked we are. Um, that would be bad for business for a couple of things. One, um, they think that this or, that this fan base can't handle a rebuild, and so uh, that they would be concerned uh, about fan reaction to that. But also, um, when you're looking for like, look, we could sign, we, we could just sign Lindholm, Hannafin, and Tanev, and and just continue uh, head down, bearing barreling toward uh, missing the playoffs by four games. Well, we could just keep that. We don't have to trade him to you guys. If he goes out there and said, yeah, look, to, to be honest, like we are just praying that uh, a def another defenseman gets hurt in Toronto. And so we can go in there and, and, and scoop up a pick, you know, like he, he, he's not going to go on and be truthful. You have to, you're not going to give the other organizations that you are uh, negotiating with that kind of ammunition. Cause then when you say like, yeah, we, we are, we're, we're looking at like, we would take 50 cents on the dollar at this point. We just need to get this thing turned around. Then all of a sudden Brad Sheldon's like, okay, well it's a seventh now for Tanev. Um, and that's a 2028th seventh. So enjoy that. Um, it just like for negotiating purposes, that's not going to happen. It is a little bit, the, the frustrating part is, is that the answer that was given, the vagueness and the very apparent lack of direction is 
exactly the thing that this entire fan base is concerned about. So there was a lot of confirmation bias going on there, and a lot of people very concerned uh, about the, the direction of this team, and I think, honestly, rightfully so. But you, you had to know going on there. He was never going to say, yeah, you know what, like, this season probably isn't it, so uh, we're just gonna we're just gonna tear this thing down and try to start over. Because then the price tag on a few guys change, and all of a sudden you have to trade those guys instead of well, we're thinking of it, but we might keep them around. The the direction immediately shifts, and and that it goes that way. So we will see what what direction Calgary goes here. But I, I do think we all kind of know what he said was pretty well true. As concerning as it is, as, and as I'm trying to say, like, look, they're, they're never going to say, like, oh, we're, we're going full rebuild. Um, I'm not going to believe they're going to go full rebuild until I, I see it. Um, because th that's just not the direction I think they're, they're going to try to go. I, I think what is probably going to end up happening, unless this is a loss that is so crippling to this team that they decide to, you know what, um, we're, we're, like, every player's morale is just, like, down in the dumps. And then they go on this wild losing streak. Um, what's probably going to happen is this team is going to hang around the playoff spot the, the whole time. And by the deadline, Calgary is going to make a couple of moves similar to the, the Toffoli trade, similar to, to kind of what the, the Toronto Raptors did with, with OG Ananobi, uh, Ananobi. Sorry, They are going to go out and acquire younger players, but not maybe as much draft capital and try to keep this thing afloat. That That is kind of how I feel that this all plays out. And it's frustrating because, we, as we discussed here, the whole funeral thing, this team isn't close. It's not close. Not even remotely close to being good enough to, to, to justify anything other than a full teardown. I don't know how you watch that effort tonight by the Calgary Flames against the Chicago Blackhawks and think, hey, this is a... This is a thing we need to keep together. This is a group that we, we need to, to to really, you know, ride it out with. Um, it's just awful, man. Like, that, that was just terrible. And it was everybody tonight, right? Like, there wasn't one guy who was like, well, at least that guy was really grinding. Like, the first period, the first line had some chances, right? Like, Huberto was in there. Um, Sharon Govich had a, a good look or two. Lindholm had a good look or two. But... There isn't one positive that I can take away from this game tonight. Um, I, I am just, I am, with all of the talk from everyone coming in, that this is, oh, well, that this could be a look-ahead game, possible trap spot. They just lost, they just lost to the Philadelphia Flyers yesterday. How are you doing anything but looking to rebound from that and trying to put a good performance out there instead of whatever. And also, I can already hear, because I'm going to be on the, the local radio station here tomorrow. I can already hear, I can already, in my mind, picture the, the texts on their text line saying, oh, well, you know what? Chicago flew. Boys probably tied one on out in Chicago and that this is that these kind of things just happen. And it's so frustrating because a lot of the same people who are going to be saying that are the ones who got on the Blue Jays for celebrating getting into the postseason as a wildcard spot. But like, but doing that was unacceptable. And wh why would you celebrate that? But the boys going out and tying one on after a loss to Philadelphia on the night of a game day, that's boys will be boys. You know, like that, that, that kind of stuff just, just irritates me. This team... 
again, they've earned nothing. They have not earned the opportunity to go out there and play and light it up. Um, on go, go out and light up the town or anything like that. Like they should be after that loss to Philadelphia, they should go back to their hotel rooms and just do film study the whole time. Obviously, that's not what it is, and and guys do need to you know try to forget things a little bit. But still, man, like I I just th there is no excuse for this type of an outing against that team. As uh, Windy City Hockey said, good game today, but the fact is this Blackhawks roster uh, was 75% AHL roster. I was honestly shocked. Um, yeah, that that was, it, it's just, it's shocking to see that. Like, even if the Flames were just at 75% of the Blackhawks effort, Calgary should have won that game. Oh, well. Um, yeah, just... Just, just, just awful. And when you look ahead now at the trade deadline, th this is still going to be a team that is looking to uh, potentially add, right? Like that, that is honestly probably what may happen here because this team is still going to be hanging around close to a playoff spot. And there's a chance doing a funeral for, um, do, doing a funeral for this hockey team does end up back on cold takes exposed and then they come out and they work their way into the playoffs and then get their teeth kicked in by the Jets in the first round. That, that, that could still be a, a thing, but this group had a chance. Man, look, tonight was not a make-or-break game. If they come out here and win 5-2, to two, you just say, okay, good, and you move on. But this team, over this next stretch, had, rightly or wrongly, has a chance to prove to management and to, to prove to the higher-ups in the Calgary Flames organization that they deserve a chance to stay together and make a push towards the postseason. And that's what they put out there tonight. When you are looking at um, at your management group and saying, no, 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 let's run it back with these guys. Let's sign everyone and let's lock it in. This stretch now is the time where they can prove that they deserve that. And this, this right here is what they put out. Unacceptable. Unacceptable, blow it all up. I have never been more team blow it up in my entire broadcasting career than I am right now. That was embarrassing on all levels and not not something that should go unpunished right like uh, everything is on the table for me at this well almost everything um just wow wow I can't believe they lost that game in that way I I really really can't Oh boy. Anyway, uh, thank you guys all for, for tuning in here today. Remember, like the video, uh, subscribe to the channel, and uh, check us out in podcast form when this game is all done. We come on here, even though we just did a funeral for the team, we come on here after every Flames game um, to, to discuss what we just saw. But that is enough of me ranting and raving. You even got bonus me at the start of the show when I didn't realize my camera was on to, uh, to, to start the stream. So... Um, that's enough of me ranting and raving. Let's get your thoughts. Send them in on the presser uh, right now. Send in your chats if you have any questions, um, if you have just any ventings of me, that, or any ventings for me that, that you would like to, to, to lay out there. Uh, by all means, vent away, and, and I'll read them in a sec. But just to update things from a, a standings perspective, it's frustrating, but Calgary is still just two points out of a playoff spot. Now, they are behind Arizona, Seattle, and St. Louis before they get to Edmonton, who is in that playoff spot right now. The issue is Calgary has played more games than all of those teams. Um, so not great, Bob, uh, that they have played three more games than Arizona, one more than Seattle, two more than um, St. Louis, and four more than the team that holds the last playoff spot in the Western Conference, the Edmonton 
Oilers. Um, and if you're looking division-wise, Calgary, what is that? Uh, 14 points back of Vancouver for the top spot in the um, in the Pacific Division. They are just 18 points up on San Jose. So they are almost closer to last in the league than they are to first in their division right now. Uh, I think that one is... I think that one is uh, probably a pretty good summary of how things are going. Uh, Matt C asking, I didn't see any of it. Lucky. Um, why was Vladar playing again? Vladar was playing because Markstrom played yesterday. Um, this was... Uh, this was the second game of back-to-back, and so with Markstrom playing in the game yesterday, you kind of knew coming in Vladar was going to, to get this one. And for Vladar, like, it's it's a decent bounce back. Um, not a perfect performance by any stretch of the imagination, but he, he looked, I thought, pretty bad in, in his last game, and so at least he gets that back on track. But we're going to get a whole lot of work here from Jacob Markstrom in the next little while as this team put in a bit of a, a, bit of a stretch there. Uh, Matt C also asked, saying, this game was very early start over here, so I missed the whole thing. Seems like it went well. Why can't we beat Chicago? Because um, they don't care enough. Um, and they're not, I'm not going to say they're not good enough to beat Chicago, because that Chicago team that was out there tonight, um, anyone's good enough to beat, um, or yeah, yeah, anyone's good enough to beat that Chicago team. But th- this team puts out a pathetic effort against a, a bad team, and this is the result. Um, Sakai, number one, we need to trade a goalie, can't do this three goalie thing. Yeah, we we are getting to the point where it is very clear this Flames organization is not putting out their two best goalies. Um, Vladar, while while it was fine tonight, it ain't it. So, I wouldn't roll with that going forward. Um, I I think you have to figure out a way to try to get Wolf. Although, again, this is always a thing with this team. You want to bring Dustin Wolf into that? What you saw tonight, you want to have him playing behind there? I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to do that. Um, Michael Borland, Rockford Ice Hogs looked great. Th- that's almost like saying that the th- this team was an AHL roster is almost insulting to the AHL because that was that. There's a lot of like fringe AHL guys on, on that roster tonight. Uh, a couple waiver claims on there. Like it's just and it's like Chicago has had a mountain of injuries and that like we we all know that uh, the the Bedard one is certainly. Uh, the, the most prominent, but just so many. And then the, the whole weird Corey Perry situation. Um, very few people are going to shed tears for Chicago. But yeah, th- that was one of the ro- worst rosters I've ever seen placed out on a nice surface in the NHL. And yet Calgary looked even worse than they did. Uh, looking here through the chat, um, <laughs> Murray Edwards calls all the shots. Connie is a smiling puppet. Um, I do think Conroy has a bit of the ear. Uh, of Murray Edwards, but I, I do think it's going to be a real uphill climb. That's why, like, I honestly, I, I think if Murray Edwards fully had his way, it would be hockey trades for, for this. Like, they, they would be, um, well, I mean, first of all, the extension for Hannafin would already be done. Uh, they'd probably be pretty close on a Lindholm one and maybe a Tanev one, and then they would be trying to trade whatever picks they have to try to add to this team. So I don't know if it's all 100% just Murray Edwards. I, I think Conroy is doing the best he can at least getting young players in trades back I- instead of just, like, going for him. Um, <laughs> there were six team scouts at the game today, uh, and, and it was just the teams. Yeah, that I was... Whew. Uh, Flames trade a first-round pick for Tyler Myers. It wouldn't put it past him um, at this time. Also, just another one. I said this in the last game. I'm saying it again. Why no Jan Kuznetsov in this game? Did I miss something uh, leading up to it? That that was awful. Um, like, 
I, I, you call the kid up. I, I think he deserves a shot. Let him have a shot. You can understand it in the last game. I don't understand it in this game at all. Um, he's comfortable playing against AHL players, and that's basically what it was tonight. I don't get why he wasn't in the lineup for uh, for, for this particular game. Uh, scrolling up. Um, we appreciate Michael Borland being here. I'm not a Flames fan, but needed to check out this the, the reaction. This one isn't quite as bad as Edmonton losing to San Jose, but it, it doesn't feel much better. Um... Flames just going to play out the Huberto contract and go from there. At least Huberto looked all right at, at moments today, but yeah, that was that was rough. Uh, do the Flames ever try to control the puck? It seems like they just dump and chase the whole third period. Calgary, and that that's another thing tonight. Calgary is at their best when they are getting up on the rush, and they are playing with speed through the neutral zone, but apparently they, they could not in any way thwart the defensive attack, the defensive prowess of the Chicago Blackhawks. No. No, there was no thwarting that. There was no getting around such a, a, a dominant defensive structure as what the Chicago Blackhawks were putting out there. So the Flames were content just dumping and chasing and not doing any of the extra effort that it takes to maybe put a good hockey performance out there. Uh, so yeah, when they're playing well, they are controlling it, but that was uh, th that was rough. That was, that was really, really, really... Just all of it. All of it was really bad tonight from the uh from the flames uh another one from michael I'm, I'm a leafs fan but watch this game uh oh we just talked about the the dump and chase thing here yeah uh they look like a big bag of arby's stinky cheddar uh i was afraid vlasic was going to be injured at the final two and a half minutes uh that would have been 10 players injured yeah they had one um was it i think kachuk blocked a shot i was like man if i'm playing on the blackhawks right now there'd be a lot of ole going on um, th that would be, I would, I would not like everything going on with this team right now. I would not be risking any injury going out there and getting in the way of shots. Like, Hey, Mrazek, you got all these ones tonight. I thought Mrazek was going to get hurt there. He tripped on his own dude. And then a slap shot came and almost like gutted him. Um, but he, he was able to, to make the stop, but that looked like it could have been, uh, an injury there for, um, for, for Peter Mrazek and another one for the Chicago Blackhawks to deal with. Um, okay, we are basically at the 30 minute mark, which is probably more than what this, more time than what this uh, game should have taken up for, for all of us today. So that's where we are going to end it. Um, the next episode of Game Over comes after the next Flames game as they take on the Ottawa Senators coming up on Tuesday. Uh, Audie will be back for the Calgary representation of a Calgary-Ottawa stream uh, where both hosts are just going to yell and scream and cry into the microphone for 30 minutes at the state of their particular hockey teams. So, Tune in. Uh, one more time, like this video, subscribe to the channel. My name is Peter Klein. Uh, thank you guys for hanging out with me on a Sunday afternoon. You can find me on social media at PrimetimeKlein, and I will talk to all of you later. Have a great day, everybody.